Welcome to another edition of Showtime with Pooh. Insightful BS with my Laker teammates and NBA legend. And I'm going to be the coach today. And the guy <laughs> I want to put in the game is a former Lobo. And he's going to tell us a little bit more about himself. Uh, but a friend and an NBA player. I call him KT, but he's officially known as Kenny Cornelius Thompson. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Did he say the middle name? And then did he just say Thompson instead of Thomas? Thomas, Thomas, Dallas. I'm thinking about Michael Thomas. Kenny, it's all Kenny good. Cornelius Thomas. Okay, there you go, KT. Uh, welcome, man. How you doing, sir? Man, I'm good. I'm good. No complaints. Like, man. Life's good. Life after retirement, right? I mean, you know about that. You know, we're trying to figure things out and keep things moving and trying to be an entrepreneur and and different opportunities. Your your old teammate is actually my mentor. I saw that. As a, you know, one of the fun parts about this this uh, podcast that I'm doing is when I'm uh, looking up things on people and figuring, you know, the inside of them. I saw that you went to uh, one of his business things, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but. First and foremost, tell us a little bit about how you got started basketball. Man. Uh, I didn't know you was from Atlanta. I always I'm, thought you were from New Mexico. <laughs> they claim me, don't they? They claim me more than anywhere else. Um, <laughs> baseball was my first love, actually. Um, I was a pitcher uh, all the way up until about 13, 14 years old. And I kind of played a little bit of everything. But at the same time, I was in love with baseball. Terry Porter, who played for the Atlanta Braves, was my uncle. Okay. So I kind of just fell in love with it. And my dad was in the military. So I'm from Douglasville, Georgia. But at the same time, which is like 30 minutes west um, on the 20. Um, but my dad joined the military and got me out of that environment, which is, which is an unfortunate situation. Because it wasn't good back then at the time. And I had a lot of family members that was doing some stuff that they shouldn't be doing, if you know what I mean, and military. And then I just started traveling all over. I lived in Fort Stewart, Georgia first. I was still playing baseball during that time. Then I went to Germany for like five, six years. I was in Nuremberg, Germany from like six to 11. And then basketball wasn't even on my radar like that then. And then I went to El Paso, Texas right after Germany and went to Austin High School. I went to Ross Middle School in El Paso, then Austin High School. And I played football all the way through middle school, kind of played baseball, but I felt like I didn't get an equal opportunity playing baseball. I was getting screwed. So I went on and tried to play football at Austin High School. Then my basketball coach got mad at me and he said, what are you doing playing football? You can't play football no more. So- Kenny, how tall were you at this age? Man, in uh, ninth grade, I was probably about 6'4 already. Okay. 6'3, 6'4. You're a big guy already. Okay. Yeah, I was a big fat guy too. So <laughs> I can't, you, you remember. You I said that, I didn't. <laughs> I carried it well though, right? And I was already there. Next thing you know, I, I went from dragging little young kids, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade on my back because I was full back going into high school and played that one year as a freshman and never played football again. Who were some role models growing up? Um, Shaq, um, Charles Barkley. Um, when when we get to the UNM situation, as far as me picking a college and all that, I can tell you how I kind of fell in love with Charles Barkley because you know they had the preseason games at the pit. Uh huh. So like around that 
16, 17 age, I was already going up there and hanging out at the pit. And they had preseason games when the Phoenix Suns and all them came into town. So you kind of like the round mound of rebound. Yeah, it was me, man. I was around. I was I was that person too. Oh no, that was <laughs> listen, that was Barkley's name when he got drafted to Philadelphia because he was a little punchy guy and then he slimmed himself up. So by the time he got to Phoenix, he was like a a well-rounded power forward. So he was pretty good. Yeah, and I was I was big too. So I wanted to associate myself kind of with him, right? Not saying that I was playing on his level or anything like that, but you know, I had I had some nicknames, uh, Shack of the Whack. Um, I never heard little, of that. Little, That's a good yeah. one. <laughs> little, little, little Chuck. Uh, little Chuck. <laughs> baby, 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 baby Chuck. Nah, okay. Charles Chuck. Um, and then next thing you know, it's, you know, it, it was, it was, it was like a lot going on at that time. But get this, people don't know this. When I came out of high school, I could have went almost anywhere in the country. Dean Smith was supposed to come have lunch with me, but I committed to UNM. And, wow. and it, man, you, you gotta understand, like I came here for one year of high school, went to Albuquerque High, transferred from Austin High School. I played for my AAU coach that was assistant coach on the Jim Hoseman at Albuquerque High. Mm-hmm. So, I tra- yeah, so I transferred to Albuquerque High that one year and then, you know, the big rivalry with my boy, AJ, um, AJ Bramlin was at La Cueva. And I had, we ended up, they ended up televising our games in the whole state because everybody wanted to see the matchup between me and him. Um, I think uh, La Cueva got knocked out in the first round or the second round. And I ended up winning state and we played in the pit and we had 18,000 people for a high school game. I was sold. Yeah, that was kind of what sold me coming from California and see the pit. And I, you know, I had offers to Michigan State, uh, UNLV, but I chose the pit because I mean, what kind of atmosphere that you can get like that? And again, it really wasn't a winning program. I mean, it was a winning program, but nothing like North Carolina, uh, UCLA, some of the bigger Notre Dame. But this place here, man, they fell in love with their players. So that's what drew me there. Are you glad that you chose that? Yeah, I did. Guys like yourself, um, Mel Daniels, um, you guys kind of set the path for UNM, right? Like starting that structure of getting to the point to where they were winning. It wasn't consistent for a while. Then I came and it kind of kind of changed everything, the culture, uh, from the standpoint that we were ranked in the top 25 of all four years, uh, starting as a freshman. But yeah, but people don't understand this. Before I was a freshman, my transcripts, UNM, they worked with me. Everything was good, right? Next thing you know, the NCAA takes a half a credit off of my transcript. So I was ineligible. And they didn't even notify us. Wow. So in the state of New Mexico, I had to get an injunction. I had to go to court and get an injunction to play. So I sued the NCAA. I won the injunction. And it was crazy because if Judge, his name was Judge, Judge Snyder. If he didn't give me that injunction, they said they was going to run his ass out of town. <laughs> so, <laughs> so got the, inju- got, got the injunction. The NCAA never went away for the first couple of years. I was in that process of negotiating with them. I wasn't supposed to stay in college all four years, uh-huh. but I ended up staying. So we came to an agreement that I would sit out the first semester of my senior year. 
I'm like, okay, it don't matter. I'm not going to be here anyway. Next thing you know, I ended up staying for my senior year and I had to sit out the first semester. Dave Bliss was the coach at the time. Wow. And, and he ended up pushing all the games back to the second semester. So I only missed like eight games. Wow. That's a heavy move. Yeah, never heard that story. All right, go ahead. Yeah. yeah um, so second on the all-time New Mexico scoring list, um, career blocks list, career dunks list, leads the school in, in career rebounding. So are you the greatest New Mexico player ever? Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. And don't forget, this weekend at the Run to the Roses is on at the Kentucky Derby. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Yeah. Um, so second on the all-time New Mexico scoring list, um, career blocks list, career dunks list, leads the school in, in career rebounding. So are you the greatest New Mexico player ever? I wouldn't say that. Come Watch on, out, man. We got Watch on the phone. What are you doing, bro? What are you doing, man? Don't come at me like that. <laughs> I say this about KT and the group he did. As he said, we kind of laid the groundwork for them. Mm-hmm. But during his year, they really took New Mexico to a whole nother level. Now, Thank you. you. With Luke Longley? No, no, Luke, Luke, Luke was before me. Oh, before you older than me. Yeah, I'll be 45 in July. Yeah, but KT's group, man, really took the Lobos and put them on the map and established a good recruiting uh, school for a lot of kids. You know, like everybody's looking at Notre Dame, uh, mm-hmm. places like that. New Mexico became a hotbed after Kenny, after Kenny, them the things that they did that year. So, thank you. Uh, yep, in the top. But once again, know. man, if it wasn't for you, it. it, it I can't express this enough because you you came and set a whole different dynamic with UNM. And I watched you play. I watched film on you when you played at UNM. It, it was that I could have went anywhere, right? But mm-hmm. it seemed like if I would have went anywhere, the cycle of players, it's always changing, right? There's always somebody new coming in. And I'm like, why would I go to this big school? I could just stay right here, 18,000 people cheering my name. And why would I want to leave that? And Dave Bliss actually did a pretty good job with having a couple of pieces already there with Charles Smith, Clayton Shields. Um, David Gibson was like that general point guard, but he, but he wasn't a scorer like that, right? And then we have Royce Only, the shooter, um, uh, Greg Shorenstein, a couple of pieces. But it was unique because I shouldn't have been playing the five in college. I should have been playing the three or the four. Because once I get to the NBA, I'm playing three, four, and five, right? But, but Kenny, I think that that ability to play those positions kind of groomed you and got you ready. One thing I'll say about New Mexico and their coaches, uh, Gary Colson, Dave Bliss, Norm Ellenberger, they always had that pipeline connection to the NBA. So they can yeah. call co- uh, NBA co- coaches and get them to come down and watch us play, man. Yeah, it was, man, it was nice because we, I was going up against Keith Van Horn. And you know, I remember when Utah was good, Rick Majerus and all them, right? So it was us. It was like Utah and us. 
And that matchup was, it was unbelievable, but they, 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 they also set the path for the WAC because the WAC wasn't on the map like that, right? And now it's the Mountain West and UNM is trying to get back to some kind of culture, right? Uh, the turnover at UNM has been unreal. Um, it's, it's, um, it's an unfortunate situation because I have nothing to do with the University of Mexico. They don't use me for nothing. And they Kenny. They, they never had. That's crazy. Well, and I, I think I that's understand the that. I think, but I think uh, uh, the athletic director, Eddie Nunez, I think is a little bit more going to be more proactive as far as helping us <laughs> stop rolling your eyes, <laughs> helping us uh, uh, kind of recruit. I talk, I'm out here in California, man. I'm with these high school kids. All you do is call me and tell me who you want to identify, and I can go it, look at them. Has he done it? Once. <laughs> has he done it? Have you even even if you don't play golf, have you been invited to the golf tournament? You're Michael Cooper. But you know what, Kenny, I, I have, I have, but I, I don't play golf. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. You haven't been invited to? No. Came on there, man. I'm I, okay. Well, you know no, that's gonna say nothing, man. We're gonna keep this basketball, keep it nice, okay, Kenny. Man, you can you can have me on here as many times as you want, and we can create a series, whatever you want, because I'm gonna speak my mind. And can't nobody hold me back because of my own business, right? That's what I say, and, man. And, and you know what? We're gonna, I'm going to do that, KT. I'm going to get uh, – and we're going to get uh, – who we have on? Uh, Ari, the other – play, um, uh, the other Lobo? Oh, JR Giddens. Yeah, JR. Yeah. We're gonna have something where we all get on and we can talk about it, man. Seriously. JR really going to tell you how he feels. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, he went all on But anyway, moving forward, all on uh, uh, two things, uh, KT, that your parents gave you that you hold dearly going through the pros uh, and that still follows you to the day. That's why I stayed in school, man. Uh, my mom was like, hey, you got to get closer to that degree. And, and I was raised in the church. So all those principles as far as being stable if you have if you if, if you lose your path you got to reflect and take a minute and and think about the things that are going good in your life right to where it's always being positive because you you think negative that negative energy comes and it sticks with you and then next thing you know you're just in this cycle um it, it, it it's one of those things to where if you give back you will always receive more blessings and i and i'm always i've always been that guy um, the 10 years and the, out of 11 years, eight out of 11 years of me playing in the NBA, I came back here to do a basketball camp. Like you did coop camp. I didn't have no support, man. It was all coming out of my pocket. Yeah. And now I'm in the process of teaming up with somebody up North. That's a huge Senator. That's helping me in so many ways to where I got to go up North to Santa Fe because I can't get anything done in Albuquerque. I, I, that's strange, Keith. We're gonna, we're gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have you on again, and we're gonna get more into that, man. But uh, that's a great. Uh, as you were going through the, you know, like you said, you had a great high school career, college. Did you think you would play pro? No, I didn't think I would play pro. I was going to New Mexico no. just to, yeah, no, man. I didn't think I was going to college, man. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. until you get to that point to where I had an unbelievable summer before my senior year right? Playing AAU ball. And then next thing you know, they all came. And okay, it was overwhelming, right? Get this. I got a story for you. The UConn coach, the assistant coach, when he heard I was going to New Mexico, he cussed, he tried to cuss me out. Thank God my dad was right there. My dad let him have it. 
He tried to cuss me out and ask me what was going on. He's like, you must be getting paid. I'm like, I wish I was. You know, you and them ain't paying nothing. And back when I was in school, man, we was getting like $420 a month. Now these kids got room and board. They get like over $1,000 a month. And it's all given to them because of you and because of me, right? And how do they not, I, I just can't get over it. Why do they not use us? As a tool. Your jerseys, your jerseys not hanging. My jersey's Listen, Kenny, not hanging. I see you got an itch that you need scratched real, real good, and we're gonna get to that. But he's right. I mean, he's right. Like yeah. you know, you hear about universities that they embrace. I mean, yeah, the basketball coach should have Michael Cooper come and talk to their team. The basketball coach should have Kenny Thomas come and talk to. Like it's ridiculous that they don't. It, it's a resource. I've done it. I've done it. But why not? More why consistent. Not, hey, Kenny, would you call this player for me? Hey, Coop, would you do this? Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey that's all I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not saying you got to give us the world, but look at all the money we, we, we made for the university. And it's sad because this is, I went back in 2019 and got my degree. It took me two semesters. I shouldn't have had to pay for my school. No. I had to pay for my school. And then next thing you know, I'm leaving New Mexico and I'm on the plane. I'm, I'm connecting somewhere. And I end up sitting in the exit row with Coach Painter, the head coach for Purdue. He reached out to Rick Patino, Richard Patino. And Richard didn't reach out to me. Richard didn't reach out to you. Painter reached out to Patino. Next thing you know, I get a call. And I'm like, uh, okay, what's up? Like, well, what are we doing here? It's, it's, I don't care and I don't need you and them. That's the problem. But it's, it's just saddens my heart, man, because all we did for that school and we could have went somewhere else. And it's a respect factor. Yeah, especially yeah. with you. Yeah, respect factor. I think for any former Lobo, Marvin Johnson, you know, all the guys have been through there. Yep. And he oh. here doing what he doing and he ain't getting no support either, right? So, you're listening to Showtime with Coop, insightful <laughs> BS. Uh, with today, we got Kenny Tom- Thomas on, and Kenny, we're at the point now where I, I have a segment called Coop's Lightning Round. I'm gonna give you five names, and you tell me something as much as you want or as little as you want about the names I'm gonna give you, okay? Cool, Vladi Divac, great person, great NBA player, um, all around good guy. I had my restaurant across the street from the new Golden One Arena. He would come and say hi. Um, just down to earth. Lee Trevino. Ooh. Unique. Um, interesting. Um, is he self-consumed? <laughs> um, energy. Intimidated. Tiger Woods. Ooh, unreal. He's not human. He's not human, but he is human. Um, everybody thought he wasn't coming back after that car injury. I knew he was. He only need one more win. Um, How you know he was coming I, back? I, man, come on. It's Tiger Woods, man. All right. All right. He only need one more win. <laughs> Everything that that man done been through. Um, all, uh, on the golf course, off the golf course. Um, 
resilient, um, just a positive energy for our community. Chris Weber. Ooh, I'm supposed to be doing any, I'm supposed to be doing a panel with him in like two weeks in Atlanta. Um, you probably don't remember this, but I got traded for Chris Weber from Philly to Sac. I know, and that's why I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> I hung out with him, great guy in Sac, a couple times. Um, wish I could actually play with him, beside him. It would have been nice playing the three or the four next to him. Okay. Because uh, sometimes he played five. Um, <clears throat> just a good dude. Um, uh, great, having a great TV career. I just started my TV career. So, Magic Johnson. Ooh, ooh, greatness! Come on, Coop. That sky hook. Um, just all around good guy. Um, I met with him uh, back in 2010. He was late to a meeting. He stayed with me for 30 minutes. Um, he opened up his arms. Uh, we have the same business attorney. Um. Just, just all around great guy with everything that he's been through and, and what he's overcome. It's been tremendous. And I would love to be like him someday. I want a legacy. I don't want to be known as just a guy that played basketball. That's why I'm doing the stuff that I'm doing. Uh, Kenny, I see you have a Sacramento uh, Kings sweat top on. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you were playing at that time, but uh, Shaq, when the Lakers and the Kings were playing in that tough rivalry, you know, back there in the day, Shaq called them the Sacramento Queens. Queens. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? <laughs> I came, I, I think I was actually in Houston when that happened. I think uh, 90, I think 99 or two, 2000, I think that was going on in Sacramento. Um, the Queens almost won that, though. Um, they, 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 <laughs> almost, they, <laughs> they, they had so many opportunities. Um, the Maloofs, I think after that situation, when they couldn't overcome the Lakers, I think they, 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 um, gave up. yeah, they, they pulled the trigger on something and they shouldn't have broke that team up. Yeah. They should have kept them. And I think Mike Bibby was a big part of that. Um, playing with Mike, he was a guy that was always that facilitator and found out a way to be able to get you the ball. And he could score, he could light it up quick, but I think he would rather pass and be that guy. Um, yeah. Kind of like Jason Williams, right? Like that showtime, like what y'all used to do back in the day. Uh, do you think the Kings could ever be, a, uh, I mean, a legitimate winning? What's, what's keeping them from being that consistent winning program organization? Drafting Marvin so, Bagley over Luca. Oh my God. Uh, talk, man. This is my first year. It was my first year doing NBC Sports California and doing the Kings pregame halftime show. And they think, man, that was brought up so many times because Marvin Bagley, they thought was a huge disappointment. But I don't think, if I remember correctly, Luca wasn't going to play in set. For whatever reason, he wasn't going to play for the Kings, I think. Oh, he, oh, he wasn't. So he was going to be that guy to where, okay, you draft me. I'm not he coming. He didn't like Vlad. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, I know. How does, he, I how, does, how does he even know him at that point? Right. I just if I go, I mean, you with you doing the games for NBC, you probably, you know, you go back and look. But I, I just remember in that draft, it was like he wasn't there were a few teams he just didn't want to play for. That was those are the rumors. But at okay. that point, still like make them like Luke. Yeah. 
and that's such a good draft now with Luca and Aiden going head to head and what Trey Young has done. I know Bagley's putting up numbers, but Luca and Aiden. There ain't no matchup, man. They can make <laughs> they can make Yeah, they are. Right. Yeah, no, they're they winning five. Dallas will win one game this time. Anyway, KT, your the, thoughts the, on the, the NBA to, today. To, to answer your question okay. about the King the mm-hmm. Kings, um, they haven't made the playoffs in like 17 years since uh, I think mm-hmm. 20, 2006 was a 2006 or no 2010 was the last year they made the playoffs I think well between 2006 and 2010 um I think they got some good pieces but I think now this league when it comes to these kids I don't think they know how to win and this is where veterans are supposed to come in and there's not a lot of veterans that are still around anymore um I think the game has changed from to answer your question about the NBA now the game has changed. There is no traditional big men that post up like that anymore. Everybody wants to play outside and shoot jumpers. So I think the game is now, it's about putting up points. And back when you played, you can hand check and hip check and all that. Yeah. And have a hand on the, on, on the hip and all that. You could still do that when I was playing, but they were trying to kind of getting away from that. Um, I think the league is soft now. Uh, uh, I just do these, the, the, the salary cap when I was playing, it was like 45, 50, 50 million. Now it's a hundred million. You got 15 guys making whatever amount it is. And back in the day, you had like a all-star making 20, 25 million a year on your team. And then everybody else kind of fit in where, got in where they fit in. Now you got like two, three guys making 20 uh, and averaging like, seven points and like eight rebounds i'm like <laughs> man if i if i was playing if you want to come out of retirement duncan yeah. man just just give me two minutes and then i'm gonna die and then we're good <laughs> so you, you talked you talked a little bit kenny about you know you mentioned what you're doing now and, and how you want to be known as beyond just being a basketball player so talk about t3 productions and, and what you're doing now in, in terms of entrepreneurship so I'm so diversified in so many areas. Um, I'm having a basketball, I'm having basketball tournaments throughout the state of New Mexico. Uh, Memorial Day weekend, we're about, I have about 120 teams coming in here, um, playing in Berlin, coming from all over the United States, Arkansas, California, all over Denver, Texas, Um, boys and girls, not just boys, Um, partnering up with Coca-Cola. I have a CBD cream that, wants me that has me as an ambassador um i'm I'm building sports complexes um right isleta casino is interested in me building a mega sports complex for them um i have a ppe company you know the private protective equipment with covid um my partner my partner in the ppe company he also has a turf company global center to where this is how I'm able to build these sports complexes um, complexes all over. There's about three or four in the works right now. We're getting funding for people for these complexes, and we're also going to manage them. Um, I got I got turf. I got access to turf. Um, when do you sleep? I don't. <laughs> you better, man. Come on, you break down. You gotta get you some rest, KT. We're yeah, I gotta. We, we gotta work while we can. You know, we're 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 both young like that. How you have your hands on a lot and you're giving back to the community, which is kudos to you, man. Because as we grow up as young people, our parents always told us, don't ever forget where you came from. 
And you got to yeah. always give back because he said the more you give back, the more you receive, man. Any last words? Man, let me tell you a story. Remember when we were at St. Mary's and we was out on the, the blacktop, me and yep. you? Yep. And, and I was guarding you. I was uh, going to be a senior in high school. And I was reaching and you drove by me and you hit and, and you shoulder checked me and hit me in my lip. I was like, you taught me a lip. you like, you better not ever reach again. Because your kid was going to St. Mary's, remember? Yeah. And yeah, so I, I just thought about that right now. You know, that's the old Michael Jordan rule. You reach, I teach. Kenny, <laughs> <laughs> love you, brother. Let's stay in touch, man. And I'm going to get JR on. We're going to have a segment where we're going to talk about New Mexico and uh, see if we can make a change down there because it is unjust that they are not relying on us to help that program recruit or come back and be an important part of it. Uh, uh, for the years. Cool, man. Anything for you, Ari. Thank you. Nice meeting you, bro. And um, social media handle, Kenny Thomas NBA. Follow me there. Um, stay on top of all my different things I have going on. Stay tuned. Take care. Okay. All right. Okay. Peace. Peace.